Sure. No, that's great. Um, no, I think um, big picture is what I'm all about, whether it's about my own personal health, whether it's about the health of my patients and the health of my practice, and you know, even looking at the healthcare system as a whole. Um, but I think in terms of my my driving like sort of mantra, which is part of this book, is, is this whole idea to rediscover what matters, focus on what works, relax about the rest, and live the healthiest life you can enjoy. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by Hello and welcome to the Health in the Real World podcast. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Dr. Vineet Nair. Uh, Dr. Dr. Nair has been a family physician for the past 15 plus years. His goal is to spread a science-based message of what matters most so that people can spend their time, energy, and resources on those areas that have the biggest impact. Dr. Nair, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Chris, appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, dive a little bit deeper into your, your biography as far as who you are, how you got started in this whole uh, health path and, and kind of who you help as well. Yeah, sure, well, I'm, I'm a full-time family physician. That's my, my day job, my, my life, right? So that's kind of what I've always been involved with and family medicine to me was always a draw because of the big picture aspect of it. Uh, just, uh, you know, knowing a little bit about, a bit about everything and not focusing on one body part or one system. Um, but I kind of got into this whole idea of, of, you know, the big picture and really looking at what really matters the most. And in early in my practice, I remember pretty clearly that, um, you know, my wife and I were going on a holiday and we're kind of the usual thing. We're rushing around to get ready to go. And we finally got this chat and we got, once we got on the plane and she's just talking to me about work and I was just saying, oh, man, everyone's worried about their health so much, but they're worried about the wrong stuff. And it was driving me crazy. And, and she was uh, always one to push me. She is always one to push me. And so she kind of asked, well, what should they be worried about then hotshot, right? So um, so then we kind of just really on the plane, we're just kind of writing down some things that we thought were the most important things. And realistically, I kind of hope that everyone would come up with pretty similar lists if they were to do that own exercise on their own, you know, in terms of what matters the most for your health. So um, it was a good exercise. We made it into a little like a poster to put up in my waiting room and exam rooms just to kind of spark conversation. And that, that kind of just led to me try to even fine tuning that even more to, to, uh, to the point where I decided to write a book about it. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about today is sort of going into those, uh, those action items, you know, what are the things that will make the biggest impact? So I guess my first question would be, you know, somebody who's just overwhelmed by all the information out there, right? There's just YouTube videos, there's books, there's programs, everything. Uh, what's something that that person can do as, as like a step one? Yeah, I mean, it, it does vary for the individual, right? I think, as you know, everything's always going to be somewhat patient-centered. And, you know, for someone, it could be very, pretty clearly, you know, the first thing, the best thing you can do for your health um, is quit smoking. You know, that could be the most obvious thing, or it could be as simple as going for a regular walk. But, you know, in, in terms of one of the first steps I think is important to think about is what is your actual goal when it comes to health? I mean, everyone says, I want to be healthy, I want to be healthier. But what does that mean? And, and I think we don't actually say it out loud. It gets pretty darn confusing because I think, I'll be, I'll be saying healthy and I'm thinking about what I really think is important from a primary care standpoint is, is getting to your 80s or 90s with the lowest chance of having chronic illness and, and disability, having maintaining function as much as you can. But someone else will be thinking, I want to be healthy. I want to look like 
The Rock or I want to look like Jennifer Lopez. And, you know, those are two very different things. And, and my goal, honestly, is much easier to attain than that other goal of looking like The Rock or, or one of these celebrities or superstar athletes, right? So um, I think being clear on what your actual goal is, and, and, and that can really help motivate you. And you really kind of also tweak what you would focus on, right? Because if you're trying to be healthy and reduce your risk of cancer, or heart disease and stuff, then smoking becomes a pretty obvious kind of one to focus on rather than maybe losing 10 pounds or what have you. Um, so I think, you know, being clear on that specific goal and what that ultimate goal, big picture goal is, as we're talking big picture, um, matters the most for you. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. It, it is going to be very customized as far as the, you know, 15 years ago, when you were getting on that airplane with your wife and you said people are doing this wrong or they're worried, right? You, you said a lot about worry, right? People are very worried about their health. What do you see in that regard? Like, um, people worrying about this over here when in reality, it's maybe over, over. In the well, I direction. think they, they, they worried in my mind, um, you know, a lot of family medicine can be reassurance and just trying to make sure people that are, you know, aware that what they symptom they're having isn't cancer or heart attack or what have you. But I mean, I think they would often be spending a lot of energy on things that I didn't think would be the most, um, most impactful for their life. Right. I mean, they're worried they need to get more testing done. That's a very common, you know, I need to, I want to be healthier. I'm going to start, let's start with a whole bunch of tests when, you know, there's a lot of other things that can be done that will actually make you healthier versus just doing tests or they want to look at a whole bunch of supplements, but, um, or, you know, what things extra to take when I think, you know, I think of a supplement as being in addition to, right. So in addition to doing all the other lifestyle stuff that would, you know, we already know it has the biggest uh, impact on health. So that was a big part of just that idea where, you know, people wanted external things It's pretty common, right. We all want things to be done for us, you know, like it's easier to have a test done to us or to take a pill than it is to actually do the work that that's required to be healthier. But I think, as you know, those are things that have the biggest impact on your health, the ones that we do ourselves that become daily habits or weekly habits, what have you. Right, right. That's a really good segue to my next question because on the first thing on your website, it's just really big. It's simpler than you think. And I wanted to address those daily habits that you're talking about. What are some daily habits that you have implemented in your life that you feel have given you uh, the biggest bang for your buck as far as your health goes? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, my, my health has always been pretty good. I've been pretty health focused most of my life and playing sports and working out and those kind of things. So I think that was just more of the same of that. I really, I really know for me, like exercise is the biggest thing for my health that just affects every part of my life, whether it's uh, my sleep, my mood, my wife will tell you my mood is much better when I'm getting my regular workouts and then when I'm not. Um, so just really making sure that I get that um, in on a regular basis. Um, so that's kind of, I think exercise, if you're asking what's the one thing you could do, I think some sort of physical activity, I think just does have that biggest thing. Maybe not for weight loss as much as people might think, but in terms of just wellness, reducing your risk of, of uh, illness, or improving bone strength, um, improving mood, improving sleep, all of those things come with, with exercise, even just kind of changing your identity, right? Maybe becoming a regular exerciser, you're not going to be that kind of person that eats fast food a whole bunch. It just doesn't fit with that other image of being someone who exercises regularly. So that's one for me. Um, but I said, as I said, it, it really does vary. I mean, I think, I think the challenge is trying to fit those things into your life. And, and I've, I've said before that, you know, even just doing the things that we know are important, like exercising regularly, eating a healthy diet, trying to make sure you get enough sleep and, and incorporating time for the things that bring you joy. Um, it is hard to fit that into your life with, with a job and with family and kids. So even just focusing on those are most important things, you're going to probably let something slide uh, week to week. Right. So I think just not being too hard on yourself and, and just focusing on a few things and, and uh, figure out what's most important to you and what you can accommodate into your lifestyle. Right. I like that. You're, you're preaching a very practical, uh, you know, very simple. It's like, you know, don't bother with supplementation until you've kind of dialed in your, your nutrition a little bit and just your regular eating. Right. Um, and then, and then sleep and then, you know, all the 
all the kind of basics. So I know you did mention that you've always been kind of pretty healthy, right? Athletic and things like that. Have you ever hit a point where you're, you, you had like maybe a, not necessarily a hundred percent rock bottom, but back against the wall, you know, uh, an area where you had to sort of do a gut check and ask yourself some tough questions. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty common with with uh, the phases of life when you start having young kids and you're trying to accommodate uh, the incredible amount of time and the lack of sleep that that it consumes, right? I mean, it, it's pretty easy to kind of put your own health on on the on the back burner. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I've gone through a few phases where I've kind of been noticeably, you know, down, grumpy, what have you, just and not not happy just because I'm not doing the things that I know um, I should be doing for my health. And I think uh, it was a period of time when my kids I had two, two boys and when they were young and it was just, you know, work was busy. We're, we're running a practice here in, in, in Ontario. And um, I just wasn't exercising as much as I wanted to. I wasn't sleeping well. It wasn't having time with friends. It wasn't really having as much time with my wife as I would have liked. So all those things were kind of adding up. And, and I remember thinking about like this whole idea, well, I know better, I know what to do, but I can't do it. And, and I kind of like jokingly blamed it on my family. Uh, and then when they went away for a trip that I couldn't attend, I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do all this stuff and I'm going to get back on track. Right. And then that's when I realized, well, crap, even if I do everything, even if I know what I have to do, my family's not around, I still can't fit it all in because, you know, I still got to work and you still got to cook food and do dishes and what have you. And and just trying to fit everything is, is really, really hard. So I think that, that kind of gave me the insight that, you know what, asking this of patients is not realistic. You really have to kind of work with them because, you know, I'm pretty fortunate with a lot of, you know, things in terms of access and the control of my schedule that I should be able to fit everything in. And I know a lot of people don't even have that level of uh, autonomy. So to be able to ask them to do all that stuff is probably asking too much, but, you know, but taking that realistic approach and saying, well, what can you do and what can we focus on in the next, you know, few weeks to month is, is still um, a, a useful uh, discussion to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So your kids are a little bit older. You you have a little bit more freedom. You're not changing diapers no. or teaching them to read anymore. And <laughs> no, so, no, just dealing with the usual COVID stuff nowadays. We have been the last couple of years, right? But uh, um, yeah, but other than that, we're, I'm feeling pretty pretty good now. I got to, got to control my schedule a bit better. Right, that's awesome. So I want to uh, I want to transition to talking a little bit about your book, Healthier You: A Family Doctor's Guide to the Fundamentals of Better Living. Uh, this, it, it seems just from the cover, you know, judging the book by its cover, yeah. it seems like it's a very common sense approach, just like what you've been answering. Um, can you give us a little bit more detail as far as what the book is about and any, anything in there? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think it is meant to be a common sense approach. And the thing about common sense is that's not always common. And, and I think about that simply simpler than you think simple does not always equate to easy. Um, it, it is just that kind of summary book that I wanted to write to kind of have that baseline level of information that I wish all my patients knew. And honestly, that I wish I knew when I was in my, you know, teens and twenties, uh, trying to be healthier. Um, so really kind of looking at health in, in terms of like 10 big buckets of, of areas that you can think about in terms of, uh, of health. So that's like, uh, thinking, uh, change management, eat, move, sleep, enjoy, uh, vaccinate, quit smoking, uh, screening tests, and then supplementation if, if that's something you want to do. So that was kind of the big, you know, the 10 big words that I was kind of looking at as far as being that the, the categories and broke, breaking them all down and all the stuff that I want, I would want all of my patients to know, but I realistically don't have the time to have that conversation all the time. And I thought, you know, I'm going to write this out, um, get it all on paper. It really was useful for me just to kind of organize my thoughts. I really have a consistent approach and how I can now explain this to my patients and have consistent resources that I can give them um, and just spread that kind of message. It isn't sexy. And that's, that's probably a, a hassle with this. I mean, I've talked to marketing people with books and the guy said, you know what, this is just not, you know, it's, it's not sexy enough. It's not, no, no gimmick. And, and that's kind of the whole point. There is no gimmick. I don't want to have a gimmick. 
I want it to be real practical stuff that I could, you know, stand up in front and say the same thing now. And I'm pretty confident I'll say the same thing in 10 years and 20 years. It'll still be the same stuff. Um, so that was the goal of the book. And I kind of really I'm happy how it came out. And uh, I think it's been a useful resource and it's a useful reminder for me just to um, keep focusing on those things that I can do. And if I'm not feeling like I'm not quite where I need to be, I can just, you know, pick another area and think, okay, I know this is something I'm not doing as good as I should be. Like, you know, maybe my sleep's kind of gotten off the rails or maybe I'm not, well, I know I'm, I'm really bad at the whole um, busy mind kind of thing. So meditation would be something I'd always do better or slowing down and being more mindful would be always things that I could work on if I wanted to kind of uh, do a bit more. But that was kind of the goal of the book to have that kind of baseline level of information for anyone that would want it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that. And the fact that it's not sexy, it's just like common sense approach and you have 10 different areas. And like you said, you know, calming, calming the monkey mind, as I call it, is, is maybe a little bit challenging. So doing the meditation, it, it's something where like when we fall off track, you can always just pick up your book and say, okay, what's the one area out of these 10 that I could really dive into right now? And that'll make the biggest impact, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I, I, even out of the 10, some of them are more just concepts and ideas, right? I mean, the, the change section is really about how to implement any of the other things you're going to do in the other sections of the book. So it's not a thing that in and of itself. And um, yeah, and other ones are kind of simpler as well. The, the meat of that, the book is really still that eat, move, sleep, yeah. and enjoy kind of thing would be the heart of it. Yeah, eat, move, sleep, enjoy your life. I like that, how that you said one section is just how to implement the other sections, because I think that's something that you know, I even mentioned, or one of my questions earlier was people feel overwhelmed by all the information out there. Like, well, what do you actually do? How do you actually take this and implement it in your life? You know, I've heard, and I've tried to adopt this philosophy, whether I'm reading a book or going to a seminar or whatever, you know, people say, if you get one thing out of that whole thing that out of the whole seminar, then it's worth it, right? If you can actually implement it in your life. So that's, uh, that's great that that's a section in that book. 100%. Yeah, just just there's so many things we hear about doing, but just getting actually get, doing them into your life is the hard part. And uh, just having a few tricks and few tips on how to do that is always helpful for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I want to I want to put you in front of uh, a college graduation class uh, and, and you're going to give your motivational speech or, or your a corporation anywhere where you're the motivational sure. speaker, you're you're speech is how to get the most out of your life. Now we're going to, we've been talking about health. You can definitely weave that into it or go bigger picture how you think people can get the most out of their lives. Sure. No, that's great. Um, no, I think um, big picture is what I'm all about, whether it's about my own personal health, whether it's about the health of my patients and the health of my practice and, you know, even looking at the healthcare system involved as a whole. Um, but I think in terms of my, my driving, like sort of mantra, which is part of this book is, is this whole idea to rediscover what matters, focus on what works, relax about the rest and live the healthiest life you can enjoy. And that's like a, a lot of information packed into one phrase, I think, right? Cause I think, as I mentioned before, rediscovering what matters is really important to know what does it matter for? Like what it matters to what, right? In terms of health, what do you mean by health? And then once you get to that, you can get to talking about those big picture items, the, the 10 buckets as we call them, and then the, the focusing on the specific activities at work. Because realistically, you just don't have enough time, energy, money, resources to do everything. You got to pick and choose what you're going to put your energy towards. But once you do that, though, it, it, is, it can be simple and not necessarily easy, but it can be simple. And then you can relax about the rest. I think that's such a key aspect of this. I think people are so concerned about their health and they so we know so much about health, about a lot of things that we get confused, we get, we get turned around trying to figure this all out. I think we should be doing all these crazy things. But realistically, we know 
already we know how to be healthier. I think that's pretty established. We're just not doing a good job of, of expressing that to everyone. Um, so once you can, you know, rediscover what matters, focus on what works, relax about the rest, then you're living that healthiest life you can enjoy, which is such a huge piece because I see so many people trying to live healthy, but they hate it. They're, they are enduring their life. They're tolerating their life. And that is not sustainable. So if, if you can keep that in mind, that your goal is to, to reach that 80s, 90s with minimal disability, which I think is easier to attain than what we try to set aside as the um, picture perfect of health, picture of health, you know, with in terms of six packs and what have you, um, it is more attainable. And then you can really just do the things that matter and relax and enjoy your life. Absolutely, absolutely. How do people get in touch with you? How do they find out more information? How do they get your book? Yeah, my book's on Amazon, so you can look it up there, uh, Healthier You. Um, I'm also on a website, vineetandirmd.com. Uh, you can find me there. You can contact me on that page, uh, whether you want uh, me to come speak or do a podcast or just get some free resources from that site. Awesome. That sounds good. Well, uh, I'm definitely going to get your book. Uh, again, this is Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Dr. Vineet Nair, MD. Uh, Dr. Nair, thank you again so much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. That's great. to learn more.